We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perlov. Has Brock Purdy shed the title of system quarterback? We're asking you this morning, Perloff. And I went back and watched the game again last night. Just wanted to get some fresh eyes on these on this thing. And listen, game manager, that is not Brock Purdy. That he does not fit that title at all, right? A game manager is somebody who you basically want to be in the background. You want them to be vanilla. You want them to just not turn the ball over and kind of be a very bit part in the story of the football game. That is not Brock Purdy. System quarterback, though, I still think we are in that mode hmm. for Brock. And he really had a pretty bad first half. It, It was not pretty and they took the ball out of his hands in the moment there was trouble. This is a Kyle Shanahan special. If Brock Purdy throws a questionable pass or uh, you know has a bad throw or a near interception, they will hand the ball off six straight times after that. They take the ball out mm-hmm. of his hands to settle him down. The second half, he was obviously much better using his legs, made some big passes and some big throws. I'll still put him as the system quarterback, but game manager never fit. I mean, you say he had a bad first half. You mean when he was sitting there on the sideline watching the Lions convert third down after third down after third down? He had four drives in the first half. One of them was a missed field goal. One was a touchdown. One was an interception on tip, and one was a punt. He didn't have a chance in the first half. That was his big problem. How are you possibly going to get anything going when your defense is doing nothing? They had no chance against the Lions. So finally, in the second half, I just think he got to settle down and have some drives because the Niners were able to stop the Lions' run game. So uh, to me, that's a definition of this. The other thing, too, is what is it? I think you're maybe splitting hairs a little bit between game manager and system quarterback. Right. Can you go a step further to define what's the difference? Because I think in a lot of casual fans' minds, they're very similar. No, I think the system quarterback is you can tell that Brock Purdy is the right guy for this San Francisco offense with all the weapons that he has, right? right. But if you put him on a different team, if you put him on the Carolina Panthers, he is not going to be the reason that they elevate or that they win games. Right, he would be mired in me- mediocrity, just like anyone else playing for the Carolina Panthers. Right, you'd have to be Patrick well, saying, Mahomes level. Well, even yeah, but would Patrick Mahomes elevate the Panthers? Yes, I think he definitely would. To what six and eleven? Stay with me here. Yeah, I yeah, think no, I'm just saying. No, I think my point is for nobody, this team. Yeah, I, see, okay, I hear what you're saying, but Brock Purdy's so much better than Jimmy G was with this team. Brock Purdy led the league in yards per attempt. Uh, there's just so much more going on with Brock Purdy than a lot of other quarterbacks well, in the system. So I think he's, I understand what you're saying. And of course he would stink with the Panthers. Anyone, even Mahomes is going to stink with that. Oh, team. I don't They're think so, Okay. I mean, but that's fine. Let's not lose the thread, but so, no, no. But my point is, yeah, everybody would suck with the Panthers. He's better than a lot of replacements. Like the Brock above replacement number is pretty high. I, I think he runs this system a lot better than other quarterbacks. Well, he does better than Jimmy G because Jimmy G was a turnover waiting to happen. And that's the ultimate thing you have to avoid when you're playing in big games. So I think that Brock is 
the perfect person for this system would not have be enjoying this type of success if he was trying to run someone else's system. I think he'd be good in Philly. I think he'd be good in Dallas. I think he'd be good. Uh, I, I can't see the I don't ever. think he'd be good in Dallas. Oh, he'd be great in Dallas. Why? They don't have nearly Cooper Rush enough. Was, Cooper Rush was great in Dallas. They, but they that was, first of all, it was last year before. They don't have enough weapons in Dallas for him to be good. I think they do. I, I think, I think he's a good quarterback. Then why is it that good? Well, Dak enough. was third in MVP voting this year. Okay, you know, but we went Or through, second, maybe. I don't, I don't even know what the final result will be. But we went through this season, and you got to a playoff game, yeah. and he was staring down CeeDee Lamb. No, I, because there wasn't anyone else to throw I to. I just think Brock Purdy would be good in a lot of these systems, especially if you give him uh, any kind of play-action uh, capability where the run is a threat. I, I think he'd be good on many, many teams. That's, I think, where you and I differ a little bit. Uh, I could, He'd be great on Detroit. I think him and Goff could be uh, interchangeable. Purdy might be a little better because of his mobility, as a matter of fact. So I think he elevates the system more than you're giving him credit for. It. Okay, well, the Lions also probably next to the 49ers have as many playmakers as anyone in the league. So you're basically telling me that you need, and this is what I'm telling you, actually, you need to be in that top echelon of offenses. That's why I don't think he would... I think it'd be hard for him in Dallas, but you have to be in that top echelon of offenses that have three wide receiver options, an amazing running back, and a great tight end. Not everyone has that. We're talking about San Francisco. We're talking about Detroit. I don't even. Your Eagles are close, but not all the way there. Uh they well, they have needs- great receivers. They have they have all that pretty much, and they. Uh, they have a great line too, so don't forget offensive line. I think the, but I just say I think you put Brock Purdy in one of these NFC South teams, and he can do a lot too. I think he'd be an upgrade in Atlanta. I think he'd be an upgrade, uh, probably. Actually, I'm going to say upgrade for the Saints. Uh, who knows with Derek Carr? Impossible to value. Yeah. Be an upgrade in so many different teams. I I, th- I think he's a good quarterback because. He can push the ball downfield. He can move, and generally he makes good decisions. Okay. Sometimes he'll go into a crowd, but I, I think he'd be good at a lot of teams. He pushes the ball downfield because he's got the weapons to be able to push the ball downfield, and that's not the full game here for Brock Purdy. A lot of that in the ability to push the ball downfield is because they've been winning so much at the line of scrimmage because of McCaffrey, because of Debo's elusiveness at the line of scrimmage. There's so many just quick out passes to Debo that they throw at the line of scrimmage, and then he'll make something happen. So, and it forces the defense to have to honor that, and then he takes his shots. Yeah, you know who else did that? How, a, many, how many screens did Patrick Mahomes throw on no, Sunday? It's 100. A, it's a good game plan, but look at what Patrick Mahomes doesn't have nearly the type of weapons as Brock Purdy has at his disposal. I'll come, I I... I They're telling Kadarius Tony to stay home. This is somebody yeah. who was good in the Super Bowl last year, and the Chiefs are telling him to kick rocks. But they do have Kelsey, so okay. that, and they have a pretty good offensive line run blocking. They have Pacheco. I, I don't think it's that night and day. And oh. the other thing too, it's not like the the Forty ers receivers are all of a sudden uh, Jerry Rice and Cooper Cup here. They they're okay. None of them are Come beating on. anyone downfield. No, they're, I no no no. No, I'm not going to do that. They are not. Debo, George Kittle, you have, obviously, McCaffrey can run and can catch passes. Have you ever seen Debo beat anyone on a deep pass? I mean, it's not It's not like we're talking Brandon about. Brandon Ayuk just had the play of the season. Brandon Ayuk. Okay, this is not the the triplets here we're talking about. Is with Brandon the Ayuk is a first-round pick. Isn't he a pro bowler this year? Am I taking yes, crazy th- pills? Yes, 1,300 yards from Ayuk this year. Okay, yeah, he's I, a purdy. Wait. Am I taking crazy pills here, or am I looking at San Francisco and saying this is a team that has tons of weapons and Brock Purdy's enjoying that? He would not be good on every team. 
he wouldn't be elevating the uh, maybe the Atlanta Falcons, maybe, but I. Yeah, but, but just generally, like, you don't think he'd be good on the Cowboys? I do not. Oh, man. I think he'd be great in that There's McCarthy There's no run offense. game on the Cowboys. That was one of the big fatal flaws of the Cowboys There's this still, year. There was, when it counted, it wasn't there, but there was still a threat of the run all season long. It helped Dak. Dak was probably great in play action. I, I don't, I what understand would what you're saying. What would Purdy be without McCaffrey? I, I think he'd be still pretty good. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think we should put it up for a poll. I don't know how you want to word this one. The it's, other thing, too, is I think the Niners can replace McCaffrey to some extent because I've seen it before. I've seen other guys who can run wild in that system. It's Kyle Shanahan. Okay, but then why did they trade for him? Why did I mean, they no, give up a second round pick for him? It was an upgrade, him? but I still think they could have so, a game where Raheem Moser runs for 200 yards, too. This is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Purdy's <laughs> just perfect. Well, I'm saying Moser had yeah. 200 yards with the Niners and Shanahan system. Uh so I, I can see a lot of running backs doing that. I think I mean I pose this as a post I'll pose this pose this as a poll question, hard to say, but I'll pose it to you guys as well because I think it's an important question to ask. Essentially, Brock Purdy was the MVP finalist this year. Yeah. Do you think he'd be an MVP finalist playing for any of these other teams? Because we could say, well, he played good. I know you know he mentioned Cooper Rush, Perloff. Cooper Rush, like eighty completion, eighty QB rating. I mean, he was okay. They won, but he wasn't like he was lighting it up. So I think it's not necessarily about winning with these teams. Is would he be the same caliber of player? Are we looking at are we looking at a top five caliber player if he was not on the 49ers? And I think that would be the poll question. I, I think it's you guys. I think it's no. I mean, if you want to give me, oh, he also plays on the Lions, and you want to cherry pick the other team in the NFC that has all these other great offensive weapons. All right, if you're just going to give me, like, random, you know, 8-9 eight, 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 team, I think no. Uh, you know who he'd be good with? He'd be great with the Dolphins, too. Well, again, like this is yeah. it should be rather, I'm not trying to, you know, disrespect be, Tua. I'm not saying it's easy, but it should be rather easy to move the ball when you're playing for the Miami Dolphins. I think you could go a lot of teams. Uh, I could go down this list. He He would have helped. I think it would have been great in Cleveland because of all those weapons there. I think, well, actually, when they were healthy, I think there are a lot of teams he could be a good quarterback for. Uh, I'm not going to go top top five is a little rich. I will admit that. Yeah. That, but I, I think he's better than you guys give him credit for, and it wasn't just benefiting off all these guys. The one thing, Debo and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle, they're all good, but it's not. You know, it's not like he has Tyree Kill and. And they're very good. They're all kind of possession style wait, wait, wait. receivers. We were talking they're last not, week about how many of them are going to the Hall guys. of Fame. Yeah, a lot of weapons around. We're but. talking about how many Hall of Famers are on the field for the 49ers right now. And it was it was locks for McCaffrey, Kittle, and uh, Bosa, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. And Bosa. And Debo was like borderline, but he hasn't been healthy enough. Yeah, but there's a definitely better wide receiver course. I mean, Debo's not even really... Receiver, he's kind Who of a cares? tight end, he's running back, wide receiver. Yeah, they have they have a lot of great underneath weapons, but I think Brock was able to push the ball downfield and do different things that I don't even think Shanahan expected this year. Now, the problem with Brock is he will get he will lose his confidence and throw picks. That is his only downfall. When he's comfortable, oh man, he's really good. And I think his poise was something too. You can't you're totally discounting the fact that he had two fourth quarter uh, sort of game winning game winning drives or game winning periods. The guy, I think the Packers game, you got to get in the rain. That That's not easy to do. I give him a lot of credit for that. So I think he elevates above the system in some senses. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about the Packer game is it's almost like you're solving the problems that you created. You know, he didn't play well through the first three quarters yeah. of that game, so then had to play spectacularly in that final drive, which he definitely did, and he was awesome on that final drive. 
It's same thing where you're bad in the first half of this game. I, I did not think he played well in the first half of this game. Nobody did on the 49ers. That's why they found themselves in a, what was it, 24-7 hole. But, and he played very well in in the second half. I I I think they they manage a lot of the game around him until he gets that confident level, and he did it with his legs in the second half. Kudos to him. Well, he did all yeah all year. That he was definitely avoiding sacks and moving around in the pocket and making plays downfield. So that's what Shanahan like Matt Schaub couldn't do that in Shanahan's system. Sure. So I think he's elevating a little bit above a Jimmy G and sort of the average Shanahan quarterback. Let's go to the phones. Uh, you guys want to talk about Brock Purdy? We're all about it. 855-212-4CBS. Gabe's in California. Hey, Gabe. What's up? Hey there. Okay. Uh, hear me out, Maggie. And sure. no disrespect. I know you're probably going to be tempted to interrupt me, but uh, here we go. It's uh, the system quarterback. Uh, Wait, who, me? I would take. interrupt you? Yeah, of course. Well, I listen that. enough. <laughs> Uh, it, it's a lazy take. See, I don't interrupt really... people. I I really try to be respectful of your time, Gabe. Uh, but it, it's a lazy take. And one uh, other thing about not interrupting. I'm just kidding. I'm playing with you. I, I don't think it's a lazy know, take, know, but go ahead. So uh, every every quarterback is a, cis, uh, is a product of the system. Sure. Uh, Proloff was kind of tagging in there. You know, if, if you had uh, Mahomes, for example, on the Cardinals, uh, or on uh, Carolina, he'd be struggling. I think it, it, it's something that we like to go to, especially in today's day and age with sports media, uh, especially when it comes to someone who's not, who's doing something that they're not supposed to do. If, uh, if this were the Steelers right now, if this were Cody Pickett, being that you were a first-rounder, no one would blink an eye. Uh, we would be okay, be but here's okay, Gabe. But here's the other part of that argument. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but here's the other part of the argument. It's not about we, we've seen this story before. Actually, Tom Brady did this story. Kurt Warner did this story. We have seen the sort of out of nowhere quarterback, and Purdy had a great college career, so it's not even that out of nowhere. But we've seen this before, so I don't think sports fans are denying it. I think where the disconnect is, there are. Brock Purdy and 49er fans who act like he's the second coming great Joe Montana. That's also not well, right. And I think that well, we, we, we're not meeting in the middle here because the Purdy accolades are so far on one side and people like me are trying to say, hold on a second. Can we pump the brakes that he's not Joe freaking Montana? Well, no, it's it, it, what it comes down to is you got to let him make a name for himself. And, you know, I think we're over an ally analyzing him right. because he is who he is. He's a Mr. Irrelevant. And uh, we are, it's almost as if you guys are waiting for the second shoe to drop. You know, you want him to falter. See, Gabe, uh, that's the, that's the I, I get it. But, but, but that kind of runs in. counter to sort of everything about sports media in actuality, which is we love underdog stories. Yeah. We love the, the people we end up tearing down are like the top picks who don't do well. The guy who comes from out of nowhere, and Gabe, thank you for the call. This is catnip for us. Yeah. I just tell calling it how I see it. Gabe's a thousand percent right. The draft bias thing is the most real thing in all of football is when a guy falls in the draft, we never believe he's that good because our original evaluation was off. That's just how it has okay, always been and do you will think Dak always be. Yeah, I do, but okay. I think that people Where was he drafted? People judged Dak way too harshly because he was a fourth round pick. 
I, honestly, if I, I could go through history, to, Russell Wilson, we Russell have, Wilson was judged before. for everyone's like, oh, the Seahawks won because of defense. But if Russell was the number one overall pick, nobody would have said that. I could go. Colin Kaepernick was a top three pick. Nobody would have viewed him that way. The the where they are drafted defines guys' legacies, and it always happens. Well, I think it's all it 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 hurts on the negative side. Like if you're a Jared Goff and then you have your, you know, you end up going to a Super Bowl with the Rams, but then you get traded for Matthew Stafford. That's more of a knock on Goff because he was the number one pick. We love the fourth round pick. We love the third round pick. I, I mean, Tom Brady is pick 199. He's still talking about it. We're still talking it took, about it. It took 10 years for people to think Tom Brady was good, including me. You called me. him a system quarterback. <laughs> including me. Uh, I think, yeah, I've been as You're guilty as anyone of this mistake. But it's just hard for people to wrap their head around later round picks being so good. Uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, obviously, my guy, Andy Dalton, is awesome. He made four Pro Bowls in his first six years. But since he was a second round pick, everyone's like, this is a fluke. Maybe turned out. <laughs> no, no, no. The thing but, about Andy was that he never won a playoff game. Literally never no, won one. But it really and was a second, second round pick. If Brock Purdy was number one overall like Baker Mayfield, we would view him so differently. And he honestly, he could have been. It was a completely random evaluation that Baker went number one and he was Mr. Irrelevant. The NFL is kind of guessing when it comes to quarterbacks. <laughs> well, that's for sure. 855-212-4CBS. See you guys on the phones. You want to weigh in on this Brock Purdy discussion. We want to hear from you. Again, 855-212-4CBS. We say good morning to the widows and the coffee drinkers in the chat. We say a bigger good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates who we're obsessed with. Odyssey app. You can download it. It is absolutely free and it is crystal clear. You can also listen to us on Sirius XM channel 158. More of you next. Back on Maggie and Perloff. You can weigh in on a couple debates today. Can Patrick Mahomes catch Tom Brady as the GOAT in NFL history? I say no. Maggie says he is on his way, Mm -hmm. or at least the pace and the trends are on his way. We also have a big Brock Purdy debate going on. I say he's more than a system quarterback. He's elevated the system. Maggie says he's a system quarterback, and I I think that's a fair representation of what you're saying. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I I think, again— I think that the people who love Brock Purdy, and I get it. Why wouldn't you? NFC Championship game last year, Super Bowl this year. I mean, you got him out of nowhere. Like, this is all amazing and awesome. It's not, I don't hate the story. I love the story. We live for these kind of stories in sports. What I can't get to is he's Joe Montana. I mean, if you're not willing to say that Patrick Mahomes could be on track to take down Tom Brady, how do you get to Brock Purdy is Joe Montana? That, to me, does not make sense. That's a disrespect to Montana. Well, I mean, we all know where that's coming from, right? What's that? The fact that he has fourth quarter winning drives as he's a short white guy, just like Joe (laughs) Montana, who is a later drafted (laughs) guy who has no arm talent. Uh, I mean, you understand the connection. It is a little uncanny. Now, if... I think Brock Purdy goes on to win four Super Bowls. That'll be an app. <laughs> then, uh, then we'll talk about there it. Does seem, I think when that Joe Montana comparison comes up, because there's a certain cool about Purdy late in the game, so far, by the way, he does often feel like he's about to throw an interception. I get that vibe with Brock Purdy, but I don't think when they say there's a Joe Montana aspect to Brock Purdy, I don't think they're saying he's already caught Joe Montana. I just think that there's something about him that Joe Cool, kind of like Eli Manning was super cool in the fourth quarter, but nobody thinks Eli Manning was the all-time great quarterback. There's a quality that certain quarterbacks have. So that's what they're pointing to with Purdy. I think Purdy has to win to get that comparison. But we'll see. I would hope. Uh, Brian is in Arkansas. Good morning, Brian. Hey, 
guys. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to I'll get off quick, but first off, he threw that pick to IU. It bounced off the defender's helmet, yes. and IU caught the ball. So <laughs> it's wild. He already was throwing an interception. Yeah. So, yes. That, that, and he almost threw another one pass. in the first quarter also. I mean, yeah. if you got to comb through the play-by-play. Now, you also look at his – when they were winning, all, the, all his weapons were there. But when they were losing this past season, who was out? Debo. And as for the Cowboys, yeah. let me ask you this. I know you're an Eagles fan, but as for the Cowboys, we had one receiver, C.D. Lamb, who was really good at times, a lot of times. Cooks, who was hardly ever around, he would show up sometimes. Gallup, who loves not catching a ball, who used to catch contested balls. Yep. Tolbert, who's still young. Our running game is pathetic at best. Don't get me wrong, Zeke was off his last leg last year. This year, <laughs> we missed his last leg. <laughs> right. So... The Cowboys are not a great team. I, that's my favorite team, and I love and always have. But I'm just telling you, as a fan of 40 years on these Cowboys, we are not. We should. We shouldn't have gone where we did. We made it there because of people couldn't figure out how to block Ceedee Lamb. As for Patty Mahomes, who you know, everybody, I love Patty. He's from Texas, he's a great guy. But he's got Travis Kelce, and he's got Rice, a rookie, and he has Pacheco. Look again at what. Brock has. Brock has weapons. I mean, yep. he has more weapons, and when the weapons are not there, he looks average at best. Well, and the only weapon wasn't there was Debo. A system quarterback. And Trent Williams. He but, is yes. a system but, quarterback. Yeah, but he also, I think he'd be pretty good. Brian, at, thank you. He'd be pretty good in that Mike Holmgren and Andy Reid offense. I, I disagree. I think he's born to be a West Coast quarterback. You don't think Andy Reid could do something with Brock Purdy? He would love that guy. Well, I mean, Andy Reid could probably do a lot with a lot of guys. But Yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, he's a but, system quarterback. There are a lot of good systems out there, and Brock Purdy could fit into a lot of them. I think the guy's got a good NFL career ahead of him. Well, why Brian brought up the Dallas Cowboys is Perloff thought Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy would be, did you say, as good or better than Dak Prescott in the Cowboys offense? Uh, no, I think I think he'd be good. I just said he'd be good. Okay. I, I think he'd be really good, as a matter of fact. See, I am going to disagree with you there. I, I think Brock needs a little bit more scaffolding, if you will, around him by virtue of a really good running game, a really versatile running game, which the Cowboys did not have this year, and more weapons. And, like, think about it. Brock's got these weapons that we talk about. Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey. We don't even talk about Use check made two incredible plays in this game. Juwan Jennings, who made the unbelievable Purdy throws Everything you're not supposed to do as a quarterback, falling away off the back foot across the field, basically throws a duck, and somehow Juwan Jennings comes down with it. Yeah. It was a masterclass. I mean, the Cowboys. I'm looking. They they were the fourth best offense in the league this year, so they had something going on. Uh, they, you, you said it for five weeks. Yeah. If it's not Ceedee Lamb, it's nothing. Yeah, but that was that was late in the season. I think Brock Purdy probably could have thrown 35 touchdowns there. And listen, the Niners were the best. Basically, yeah. the best offense. I think we're discounted. The guy had the most yards per attempt in the entire NFL. Jimmy G was never doing that. That's what I'm saying. It's you got to do. Who else could you put in that system? Who would be better for that system right now? Brock Purdy or Jared Goff? I think Purdy because he can move a little bit. Well, we saw that because Goff got moved off his spot in the uh, you know NFC Championship game, and all of a sudden, you know, it did not look the same. Yeah, I and believe me, I'm I invented the system quarterback thing in my mind. <laughs> I love calling people system quarterback. I call. Brady, a system quarterback. Yeah. Mahomes, I 100% think, is a system quarterback. I think he is a large function of his success, his marriage with Andy Reid. I think he goes somewhere else. 
who the heck knows what happened. We'll disagree there. Andrew Bogish is here with headlines. See you guys on the phones. We'll get back to you. Let's uh, see what Bogish has to say about things. Uh, I've got words I didn't think I'd write or say. Mac Jones apparently jealous of Zach Wilson <laughs> and wild. not because of his mom's hot friends. The <laughs> Patriots QB reportedly envious that the Jets actually told Zach that he sucked. Something that didn't happen in New England. This goes back to week 17 when these two teams met in Foxborough. Jones reportedly told people on the field the Jets handled Wilson's issues far better than the Patriots handled his. Specifically, nobody told Jones that he was being demoted to third string until the inactive list came out 90 minutes before kickoff of that game. I mean, this is an all-timer. To say you're jealous of how Zach Wilson's football career is going is unreal. Also, I don't think the communication was all that great with Wilson, considering they were leaking stories about him not wanting to play. Right. The communication <laughs> of the Jets has been horrible for over a decade. Maybe more. Three decades? I, I don't know. Yeah, and this is how much, I guess, Bill Belichick hated Mac Jones. No one talked to him. He liked the fact that the Jets told Zach Wilson, we're going to get rid of you this offseason. Yeah. Like, Mac just wants clarity. <laughs> no, I get Listen, maybe that part of it, I understand. Just like, if you're going to trade me, you're going to get rid of me. Tell me. But the whole two years or three years leading up to this with Zach Wilson has been one giant cluster. How could you be jealous of that? Mac Jones just seems like... This dude is lost. Yeah, I mean, between showing up in workout gear at the press conference for Gerard Mayo, even though you know they're not bringing you back, and you already cleaned out your locker, to this stuff, he just has weird vibes. No good vibes around Mac Jones. Can you imagine Gerard Mayo, is the new head coach of the Patriots, told the media they're going to draft a quarterback with the third overall pick, and they don't even have a GM yet. And this guy's sitting there front row, gone, in, in, front row in his Patriots shorts and Patriots, uh, you know, tight T-shirt saying, I'm ready to go, ready to work out. Like, what's with this guy? Wait, wait, uh, the Patriots aren't bringing back Mac Jones? I actually didn't, I didn't know that at all. I mean, they might bring him back, but he's not going to be their starting quarterback. Well, probably. yeah, of course not. But I think Mac <laughs> I think Jones is still going to be him, a pay- Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's definitely coming back, right? Because uh, he's a first-round so. pick on a contract, like, and no one's going to take him, are they? I don't know. I yeah. I thought the vibes were that they're not going to bring him back. Oh, I thought he was going to be Bailey the... Zappi as the backup, and they'll keep uh, and they'll draft a quarterback. So they just cut Mac Jones. I don't know. I mean, that's what I would do. What's happened to Zach Wilson, too? By the way, I'm sorry, I'm a little behind. Is he coming back? No, definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's he going? I don't not. know. Hold on, Robert Sell's got to text Joe Beningo about it first. Yeah. Where's he going? Vendor? Yeah, wherever Joe B tells him to go. The place where I think Zach Wilson's going. I never said this. So first, people hearing it, are you guys. Oh, all right. Kansas City Chiefs. They already took Blaine Gabbert. Took that reclamation project. He hasn't gotten gotten the field, so they were fine. Yeah. I think that Zach Wilson becomes Andy Reid's next pet project. I was going to say Reds by MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Great place. <laughs> <laughs> only only chance. A, it's ridiculous. No, he he is gonna be the last reclaimed in this whole of the reclamation project. Yes, he will gonna, be. He's so, like the last dog left at the uh, adoption. And, and and look, his attitude changed. His attitude was better with Aaron Rodgers, but the the talent, it's not it's not coming together. Well, the problem of him, him being a backup quarterback is I don't trust him to come in and not turn the ball over and yeah. lose right. the that, game. That's why I think he's going to go to the Chiefs. He could be a third string behind playing Gabbert. He doesn't move oh, the ball. Oh, the stays. He doesn't move the ball up the field. Usually, yeah. you have to do that <laughs> in order to win ball games. Small detail in football. But like Gabbert's like such a great personality to have. That's why everyone the wants veteran. him around. Yeah, he's already won a Super right. Bowl. Like. 
Zach Wilson, I think like, I Zach Wilson is the opposite. He's this young mercurial guy. He's the worst backup in some senses for on a good team, right? I, I, I wouldn't want him, but that's me. I wouldn't. I don't want, know what he and, brings to the table. By the way, Chris, the, the one guy we know who, who's a fan of him is Chris Jones. Remember, he said he was special, and then that's when uh, Rodney Harrison got in his trouble talking about how, how he was garbage. So I thought, he's I got thought, one fan in the building. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good memory, EJ. I thought you were gonna say Chris Sims. Chris Sims is the one who said I'd take him over. You know how about Trevor Kyle Lawrence. Shanahan? That, that's the guy. Too. He's already got Sam Darnold. Yeah, he's already got how Sam Darnold. How many former Jets quarterbacks add? can you have on one roster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what page of Enough with These People is Zach Wilson on, Pete? <laughs> uh, it, well, it's chapters. So, okay. so he probably has a couple chapters. Probably <laughs> chapters couple. three and four. I actually wow. think that he wrote the forward. <laughs> the <laughs> memoir, Enough of These People. No, Sam Darnold did that. No, Sam. Uh, a caller last hour asked about the Seahawks head coaching search. They and the commanders interviewing Ravens D coordinator Mike McDonald and Lions OC Ben Johnson to begin this weekend. The Chargers expect her to hire Joe Hortiz out of the Ravens front office to be their GM. Hortiz has been in Baltimore for 26 seasons. He's been their director of player personnel since 2019. No relation to Carlos. All the books. Also, are they just going to pass guys back and forth between John and Jim? I mean, they've been doing that. Yeah, with a, with a Michigan triangle. Yeah, it's a while like a as well. shuttle, yeah. a direct shuttle from San, from L.A. to uh, Baltimore. Uh, all the Bucks showed up in Denver last night. Giannis, Dame, Middleton, even new head coach Doc Rivers, but they still lost to the Nuggets, 133-107. Nikola Jokic, 25 points, 16 rebounds, 12 assists to spoil Rivers' debut as head coach. Oh, they're great. They're they a very coachable team. They're, they're adults. You know, this is not... Uh, this team is so far. I mean, uh, but they are—they're very coachable. Uh, that that will never—that won't be a problem with this group. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're what? Coachable. Oh, okay, great. Oh, that's gonna work really well. Well, here's the question: If they're so coachable, why they need you? <laughs> You're supposed to be the guy who handles the big egos. Wrong coach. As you're doing around. commentary too, that's that's where it all it all started. So he's oh. do, doing it from the commentating booth, and then he, and then he becomes a coach. Oh, ridiculous! Wait, wait, wait! I'm a little confused. Is your problem with Rivers or the team? The team? You're not saying the team isn't coachable. It's you're saying everybody. Rivers. Are... It's everybody. It's a total total disaster. It's always over there. everybody. I mean, they brought in three coaches, <laughs> have three coaches in a, a span of a year. I mean, that, there's a problem. It is a little odd, and after one game to be like this is a very coachable team. How the hell do you know that? Also, they lost, and they lost the game, right? <laughs> well, that being said, sounds great. so confident too. I still, and maybe I'm wrong about it, but like this is the nice guy team, right? Like there are no three nicer people in the NBA than maybe Dan Malillo, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis. Yeah, ask Adrian Griffin that, how nice they are. But that's the thing, like the fact that Adrian Griffin must have been such a jerk to get get on Giannis's wrong side <laughs> feels to me, and Dame Lillard, and like these, this is. I mean, who is not a mensch on this team? <laughs> I, I, that's why the Milwaukee menches. Yeah, I mean, this is like that's a, that was the reaction. Like Adrian Griffin must have been really a jerk, right? We ran Terry Stotts out before the yeah, season. Yeah, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts, another nice guy. I know nothing nice about, about nice Terry Stotts, but he seems like a gentleman. Yeah, so I agree, they it's are just, coachable. It's just funny though for Doc to be like, "Listen, you just roll the balls out with these guys. Like, <laughs> what am I even doing here? Because it's, yeah. it's not going to be the it's not going to be the adjustments during a playoff series." 
We know that. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost feel like he, you talk about load management. Get Doc off the sideline in game seven. <laughs> I don't know who the toughest is. That, yeah, can he get a couple <laughs> games off? If they sat him in a game seven, they let somebody else coach. <laughs> Playoff DNP, load management. DNP other coaches' decision. Just have an opener for the playoffs. Like, you know, Doc doesn't actually coach. Yeah. Or maybe he's the opener and then yeah. someone Dave closes Yeager the game. Dave Yeager comes in. He gets you 3-1 <laughs> and Dave somebody Yeager. else closes out right, the series. Exactly. He's a series opener. Do you know how there's been five straight NBA champions, different champions? I feel like we're never going to get the same NBA champion again because every single team is beyond dysfunctional and nobody can figure this out. Is there ever going to be a dynasty in the NBA at Nuggets. any level? I mean, Nuggets are really good this year. I mean, the Warriors we said are that just, about everybody. The Warriors were just there. So it's not like it's been that long ago that the Warriors weren't a dynasty. But it is odd. We haven't had back-to-back. We've had the 17-18 Warriors. I don't know. It just feels hard right now. Maybe the Nuggets. But are the Nuggets that much better than everybody else? Eh. Mm. Eh. They're at least not dysfunctional, it appears. Wait five minutes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the Bucks, the 2021 Bucks. Did they look dysfunctional with Budenholzer? No. Well, Boo, that that was not. He, it wasn't, wasn't dysfunctional in terms of personality, but yeah. in terms of play. They, you see, Giannis, by the way, got called for another 10 second violation at the free throw line last night. Oh, oh I is love that it. back. Oh no! Well, you saw Max Struess the other night was basically <laughs> counting on his fingers. Yep. At the on the free throw line while Giannis was shooting. Pearl, if you just said, oh, no. like I hated just, that storyline. Like he's line. walking down the basement <laughs> in a haunted <laughs> house. Shaq taking free throws. No. Well, you know that. Something mentally happens to Giannis, and I can't deal with that storyline again. We did that for a whole season. No. This is great. <laughs> They're going to implode like no other other team we've seen in the last few years. Oh, that's well, but that's the thing. They fired their coach when they had 30 wins. Yeah, there's they're no not, way actually, that they're, team not Im- they're not imploding. <laughs> there's no way they implode. Yeah. Tell you the playoffs. Watch watch them in the playoffs. Well, they already lost in the first round last year. Yeah, that's why they changed their head coach. They're going to do the same thing. Watch. I'm telling you. I'm telling I you. don't know, Pete. This is an unexpected <laughs> target book. for I'm me. Telling you. Of all the things you hate, Pete, the Milwaukee Bucks was low on my list. I mean, the Bucks do suck, which I've been saying now for several. I mean, they suck. This isn't EJ Pete. This is codependent. The the Muppet balcony guys on the Bucks with the butt. What's their record? They're like, are they still way above five hundred? Extremely talented team. A lot of wins, but I mean, how they handle this Griffin thing? Awful. The the likability factor is waning. What else we got, Bob? Uh, the Sixers lost in Portland last night, 131-04, with Joel Embiid missing a second straight with knee soreness. The Suns gave the Heat <laughs> their seventh <laughs> loss in a row, 118-105 in Miami. The Knicks win streak is seven after a 113-92 final in Charlotte. Men's college hoops, number seven, Duke, a 77-67 win at Virginia Tech. Those Blue Devils one of the new members of the top 10 this week, moving up five spots to that number seven. Nine other schools moved up or down five-plus spots this week, but UConn remains number one, still followed by Purdue and North Carolina. And the Anaheim Angels signing veteran outfielder Aaron Hicks. The Yankees still owe him $19 million minus his new league minimum salary after cutting him last summer. Guys, back to you. I think I have a job in the NBA for me. Oh, I think I could be the guy who decides what injury we're going to make up for load management <laughs> because I've been following this closely. Calf soreness, knee soreness, yeah. uh, left thigh contusion. <laughs> it is amazing. It used to be tendonitis, but now that sort of implies some yeah. kind of longer-term disability. You're right. Nobody says tendonitis used anymore. used to be tendonitis. Yeah, the injury consultant. Yeah, the, the <laughs> new uh, construction is blank management. Yeah. It's like, because it, it means 
I kind of am hurt, but I'm not really. I should just take a night off. So you just throw yeah. like knee management or ankle right. management. Oh, right, right, right. You don't management. want anything where you know your agent has to be consulted here because you don't want anything on the injury report that would hurt you in your next okay. upcoming <laughs> negotiation. Yeah. So you got to be something just like uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, any anytime you see the, the word contusion, that means it's a lie, right? Because anybody can play with a contusion. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> I mean, I know. These guys, it's tough to probably to be seven feet tall, but maybe a bruise. Oh, my gosh. I can just picture a team employee calling the agent and saying, okay, this is what we're going with. And the agent be like, okay, how about you try this and rewrite it? <laughs> Red market out and send back a couple more ideas. 855-BOGUS. Thank you. 855-2124-CBS. See you guys on the phones. Also, the big what-if question for one of the losers from this weekend. We've got that for you next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. A lot of conversation around Brock Purdy this morning and whether he has completely shed the moniker of just being, not just being, but being a system quarterback. Game manager, I think, doesn't fit him. Uh, but being a system quarterback, or is he elevated? Are the weapons around him elevating him, or is he elevating yeah. the weapons around him? It's Kevin, funny, by the way, real quick. Yes. Didn't Patrick Mahomes game manage the heck out of that game on Sunday? I know, but game that's... Man, greats one, can be game managers, too. That is true, and that's one half of one game of Patrick Mahomes' career. Yeah. No, but I think it's it's funny, like, these terms, system quarterback and game manager, I, they don't have to be an insult. That's all I'm that's pointing true. out. You could be a system quarterback and win three Super Bowls. So, I don't think you're killing Brock Purdy by saying he's a product of a system. I'm not, but Patrick Mahomes isn't a good example, because we've already basically established that he's the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. <laughs> so... Oh, ah. Uh, no, we just said he's more talented than Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Who else do you want to put him up against? Well, I mean, I think then you're getting into an Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes debate. There's That's a much – that's a. I have to think about that. Okay. He's close, that's for sure. Uh, Kevin is in Oregon. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, I was thinking about this. Brock Purdy is able to utilize the great skill players around him right. successfully. Name me a, a quarterback that has been successful – that hasn't been surrounded by talent like that. And one other thing before I give up, the Michigan uh, football head coach better watch his back because it's my understanding the Michigan football team has hired Doc Rivers as a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> Doc will be on the sidelines any minute, Kevin. Uh, great call there. I mean, do I think that there are quarterbacks who were really good, who were good quarterbacks who got put in bad situations? Um. No, he's saying name a guy who's won without good without, weapon. Well, okay, but you could say Mahomes last year. I'll help you out. Well, or this year, <laughs> or or this year, right? Although Mahomes hasn't really done that much this year, but yes. Um, I think that you do know talented quarterbacks, even if they don't have everything around them, right? Don't yeah, you, you th mm, don't you still think that Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback without good weapons? No, no, no. I was thinking more, here's the equation. Tom Brady was great, 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 great. And then the lack of talent around him just eventually wore, wore him down. And he had to leave New England. Like, even he could not elevate. Eventually, the receiving core gets so bad that it just can't work, right? And yeah. Mahomes, I do think if the Chiefs, the Chiefs got lucky, they drafted Rasheed Rice, who looks like a star. At a certain point, they had to bring in talent. You saw Mahomes struggling without talent around him. There's no So quarterbacks are affected by weapons. I totally agree. And it's very rare to see a case where a quarterback is the only good. It's not like uh, LeBron or Michael Jordan where you could lift four scrubs to be at least a finalist. It doesn't work like that in football. You have to have great players around you. Can you think of any example of a quarterback who's won without great players? 
There probably is not one. No, you can't win, but I think there are guys, and I know that they have all the stats, but don't we believe that Justin Herbert is probably a better quarterback than the team has shown? Like, I mean, you can got, see the talent there. And I know he's got Mike Williams got and Keenan Allen. He's got 10 around him. But they're never healthy enough for him to be, for them to be a real thing. It's no, like, I mean, I don't think Justin Herbert's elevated them anywhere. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. But don't you think that he's got talent? Even though he hasn't won, look at what we're projecting for Justin Herbert now with Jim Harbaugh in the building. Right, but he threw 38 touchdowns and 10 picks one year. So, he's he's produced he's made the playoffs uh yeah i'm not sure that's a good example because he has uh bosa and khalil mack and like there's pro bowlers all of derwin james so I, I i'm saying find an example where there's a great quarterback with just a crappy team around him who elevates them to the next level it's much harder in football much more of a team sport than say basketball oh i agree with you but i can give you the flip side which is you can see there are talented quarterbacks who are not in great positions like you're, they're never going to be able to realize your full potential because your team's not good enough. And I think that that's someone like a Justin Herbert. You can see he's got all the talent in the world, but right now, even with those high-profile names, they're not a good enough team, and he didn't have a good enough coach yeah. to fully realize his potential. I see what you're saying. I mean, he's as again, he's put up monster numbers, so he's realized that part of his potential. Uh, Josh Allen might be just as good a case because the team around him is is really never gotten it all on the same page. And he's got to do everything. And, yeah. yeah. I don't know, though. I, I, I would do say feel Russell like... Wilson the first year in Denver, maybe this year in Denver. Like, the weapons just weren't good enough for him. You, uh, you said it yourself. You were like, Russell's having yeah. a good year. Russell's having a good well, year. It's the people around the, him. The stats were good. Well, I don't know if I exactly said that. You hate Jerry Judy. <laughs> I, I can't say it. No, there's Sports nobody's hate. going into Denver than winning with that roster. It was just a mess. But I do think Russell Wilson slowed down tremendously. I don't know what happened to his legs. Well, he, he got a, older. Yeah, but did he? How did he go from at least he couldn't run at all this year? He got five yards down the field. He ran like me. Anyway, regardless, though, I think the point is valid. It is a sport where quarterbacks need help. Uh, even Patrick Mahomes, even Lamar Jackson, even the most talented ones we've ever seen need help. Eight five five two one two four CBS Pro. If you had an interesting what if. Did you oh, put yeah. this out on social media? Yesterday? Actually, this was this was sent to me by a user, and I'm sorry I don't have the name here. I was uh, we were everybody was discussing Dan Campbell. How much was he at fault for the fourth down play specifically right. going forward instead of field goal? So now Ben Johnson, their OC, is is interviewing all over the place, and I said the Lions are going to be back because they've been the hottest drafting team in the league. They have young talent everywhere, but a lot of people said, well, Ben Johnson's leaving, so is that going to gut their Super Bowl chance? And someone said, would you rather have? Ben Johnson stay and Dan Campbell leave or Dan Campbell stay and Ben Johnson leave? I'm going Ben Johnson. Wow. You, Again, what if you found out that Ben Johnson was the one who ordered the care. code red on the fourth down decisions and running the ball on third and goal inexplicably at the end of the, at the, uh, end of the game? Dan Campbell's got a little Nick Sirianni. What is it exactly you do around here? <laughs> you got Aaron Glenn and Ben. You got Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson coordinated the heck out of things all year long. I just saw that offense. I don't, they're on such a roll. I do not want to take him out of this. I love what's happening with Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, Penny Sewell. I feel like you got something good on offense. And let's face it, Dan Campbell cost him the Cowboys game and cost him the Niners game. Okay, but what if it, okay, maybe the, I'll give you, he's the head coach, the buck stops with him. But obviously, Ben Johnson has to be on board with going for it on a lot of these fourth downs, which has been the calling card of the Detroit Lions. If not, he probably would have quit. I mean, how can you survive in a, in a system if you aren't feeling, if you aren't equally the risk taker? No, nah, I, I, can't, I can't go there. I got to put that on Dan Campbell.
I'm not putting that on Ben Johnson. And so I, if you're saying he's unilaterally making these decisions and you can't say, what do you do around here? Obviously, he's yeah, making the call in the most crucial points of the game. Right. So he does the one thing that is hurting them instead of the, all the many things that are good for them. <laughs> right. So he's only there for the bad stuff. And he, he's not there for any of the good stuff. All the good stuff is Ben Johnson. All the bad stuff is Dan Campbell. Okay. I'm, I just want to make sure I'm getting that right. Dan Campbell's obviously the attitude guy. He's the hype guy. He gets you fired up, believing in yourself. And that's all great. But the actual X's and O's of Detroit's offense is awesome. And I cannot let that out the building because I saw it happen to the Eagles. They let Shane Seiko walk away, and all of a sudden, they can't move the ball at all. Okay, but the Eagles didn't have the losing identity that the Detroit Lions have had. I think you're kind of glossing over the fact that Yes, along with good players and being so bad that you got to yeah. you know draft at the top of the draft. I think Dan Campbell has done a lot more than just sit there calling bad fourth down plays. Guys, come on. That's like not giving him nearly the amount of credit. I know, said. I know. I, I'm over But I really don't want to lose Ben Johnson. That's real. I mean, that's a big risk to lose a guy who's really had success. Uh, and we'll see. He might not get a job. Also, one point, that GM is on fire right yeah, now. Brad job. Holmes might be the superstar out of all these guys by a mile. That's true. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, who benefits the most from a Super Bowl win? Which legacy on the line would get a major boost from hoisting the Lombardi? Get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 